This is the podcast. The best of rockin' mornings with Brian and Daria on the Vault Podcast. Well, since it is Halloween, it's a perfect time to talk about a little something we like to call... Aliens. My family? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Well, that's a different problem. Well... But uh, we have a special guest on the phone with us right now. He is an astrophysicist. He is an alien investigator. And he's also the author of a brand new book called The Little Book of Aliens. Yes, we have uh, Professor Adam Frank on the line with us right now. Had a chance to catch up with him. Talk about a brand new book. This takes back to when he was a kid. He looked up to the stars when he was all of five years old and said, hmm, I wonder what's out there. And he's been looking ever since. I love this. Yes, too. Had a chance to uh, catch up with Professor Frank. And uh, first thing we talked about was the inspiration behind your brand new book, The Little Book of Aliens. Well, you know, after 30 years of doing this work, I want people to understand how close we are to answering this question, to getting real data about this 2,500-year-old question of are we alone? And I don't think people really understand. You know, they got all the stuff with the UFOs and the UAPs, but the astronomers, astrophysicists, we have built technologies that are taking us. We're right at the edge of being able to get answers to those questions, and I want people to be part of that adventure. You call yourself an alien optimist. What exactly does that mean, an alien optimist? Yeah, so as I talk about in the book, this is an old question, right? People have been, you can look at the ancient Greeks and see them beating each other up over whether or not life exists outside, you know, anywhere else other than Earth. And so the whole history has been optimists saying, oh, look at all the stars in the sky. There must be other places where life forms. And pessimists who say, yeah, but the probability of forming life. It takes so many accidents. It's going to be so rare that it'll never happen. So the whole history of the human race has been people arguing this question over, you know, their opinions, man. But now, now we're ready. Now we can answer the question. And that's what the book is about. And I want people to see where we're at right now. And obviously uh, you are an expert in the field. Could you explain a little bit about what astrobiology is and why that is uh, pretty vital to this whole search for uh, other beings, extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, intelligent life out there? Yeah. So after Astrobiology is a relatively new field. You know, the reason I can write this book now and give people all of this, you know, amazing information and hopefully in a fun way is because over the last 20 or 30 years, the study of life as a cosmic phenomenon, not just on Earth, but, you know, the possibilities of life on other planets orbiting other stars, it's exploded. We have all this new data. We have all these new techniques, right? We're going to be able, here's the amazing thing. We're going to be able to see into the atmospheres of worlds that are 10 light years away, 40 light years away, and we're going to be able to sniff out, so to speak, whether or not there's chemicals that only life could produce, whether there's artificial lighting, civilizations. So astrobiology is this new exploding field that has taken us right to the edge of the ability to answer these questions. And, you know, I want people to be able to see how, where we're at and be able to have this, these beautiful ideas, the beautiful possibilities for them to join, you know, join the search, so to speak. A lot of people get their knowledge, expertise, whatever you want to call it, of aliens, extraterrestrial life from movies and television, from everything from Star Trek to the Men in Black movies, et cetera, et cetera. We all think there's these little green men with big heads and big eyes and things like that. Has there any, even a snippet of any kind of truth or anything from any movies, TV shows that you've seen over the past however many decades that might be helpful? You know, I watched all those movies too and I love them. I've seen, up until recently, whether it was streaming, pretty much saw every science fiction movie ever made because I love them so much. I grew up on them. But to answer your question, you know, in the book, I have a whole chapter where we're walking through evolution, right? What we're, if we want to answer that question, it's not movies. We got to look at the science of evolution, which should apply on other worlds just as much as it applies here. And what you see from the laws of evolution and people can see when they read that chapter is that our imaginations are limited, right? 
Life, the evolution works because one of the principal things is accidents, what we call contingency. And there are so many accidents that go into shaping life that if you ran the tape of life back on Earth and, and reround it and ran it again, there wouldn't be a single species uh, on Earth that we see now that would exist if you did that. So what I try and show in the book, give people the, you know, the, what they need to see, is that when we find alien life, we should expect to be surprised and maybe grossed out. Speaking of surprise, not too long ago, I was surprised that it didn't make more headlines when we had the uh, the whole thing with uh, with the Navy and, and Congress talking about uh, UAPs and showing video and everything. I thought when I first saw that if this was 10 years ago 20 years ago if it wasn't during the time i guess of covid this would have been news headlines around the world hey look the government's admitting these things exist that information came out and like a day or two later we were worried about what was on tiktok <laughs> that's a great point you know those that i so in the book i i cover ufos and uaps in the book and i want people to see that like what's going on in the modern era with with that um you know one of the interesting things is nasa formed a panel in response to that government report there was a government report that said oh about a Hundred, you know, we've seen about a hundred of these things that we can't explain. NASA formed a panel. I, you know, I know a lot of the people on that panel, and they investigated it. And what they found was ninety-four percent of those could be explained. But the six percent were still, you know, some of that six percent were you just don't have enough data to even begin an explanation. But as I talk about in the book, there are still some that are in the freaky deaky category. And so, what would a, a, what would an actual investigation of UAPs, a scientific, a, a, a transparent scientific investigation, look like? And that's one of the things that I think you know people should understand because i'm skeptical that these things have anything to do with uh, alien life but the only way to answer the question is to do science so i show people in the book what that investigation would look like what does it mean to not just have stories or blobby pictures but to actually do a scientific investigation of uaps why do aliens matter why does it matter to people about people from other worlds why does it matter yeah well it matters on on so many levels i would argue that it is the most important question. It is the most significant question in all of science. It's the most, you know, are we alone? Are we the only time in the history of the universe that life has formed is, you know, if we knew the answer to that question one way or the other, it would change all of our religions. It would change our philosophy. A couple different reasons why that's true. First of all, life is just different from non-life, right? You know, a mountain, nothing happens with a mountain. It's just a road. Take, give me a cell and give me a few billion years and that's going to turn into a kangaroo, right? Which is just unexpected. So life creates, life innovates, and there's nothing else in the universe like that. So are we the only place that life formed or is it everywhere? Because if it's everywhere, then all bets are off in terms of what's possible. The other possibility is that, you know, we have been a technological civilization for about a thousand years. Or, excuse me, not a hundred years. Are we going to make it? Are we going to flare out through nuclear war or something else, climate change, in you know, in a hundred years? If we find, and I talk about this in the book, the argument that if we find an alien civilization, it'll be older than us, probably. And that means if we find one, it's possible to last, right? We don't even know whether or not alien, long-term civilizations, sustainable civilizations are possible. Finding just one civilization would be proof that, you know, there's hope for us to make it. And now I know why when I was at your uh, website, which is adamfrankscience.com, one of the folks who reviewed your book said, and I quote, if aliens do land on Earth one day, I hope they choose your backyard. (laughs) That's great. I am ready. Right, I'll be ready. I'm here to talk. Professor Adam Frank, the book is called The Little Book of Aliens, so I appreciate you giving us a little time and uh, all the best and keep looking to the stars. It was a real pleasure, Brian. Thanks a lot. Just go rock yourself. Yeah! More rock on the way. Hell yeah! 103.5 and 102.9. The Vault.